This is a HeadGum Podcast. Folks, welcome. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the Moon Tower Comedy Festival just for laughs. How's everybody feeling? Oh, folks, we'd love to hear it. Are you ready for the live podcast recording of Senior Superlatives? Oh, folks, we'd love to hear that, too. Before we get started, I'm going to introduce you to your host, You've seen her on HBO. You've seen her on Comedy Central. You've seen her on a third thing. Everybody, get loud and get proud for Greta Teitelman. Is this working? Are we working? Are we good? Yes, there are more of you that I thought. Thank you for coming to my little podcast recording. Is this, does everyone, has everyone listened to this podcast or are you just here because you just want the thrill of whatever the fuck this is? Who listens to the podcast clap? Okay, okay, we have a few, we have a few. For those of you that don't know, this is when I, Greta Teitelman, yes, can you believe you're seeing me in person in the flesh? Um, this is when I deep dive into my guest high school experience and we just chit chat and you get to watch this chit chat and that's it, honey. Okay. We make no promises as to how it's going to go, but it's 5 PM on a Friday and we're relaxing. Um, all right. So I guess I'm just going to start it off. I'm going to start it off. I sing a little song and here we go. Let me transport you to high school trauma. Cause you know I'll make it through, make it through Just stay strong Cause you know I'm here for you, here for you There's nothing you can say, there's nothing you can do There is no other way when it comes to the truth So keep holding on Cause you know I'll make it through, make it through of Keep Holding On by Avril Lavigne, my guest's favorite song. We are in the year 2006, okay? If you're wondering what was happening in the world in 2006, I'm going to just paint the picture for you. Facebook allows people to sign up 13 and older. Huge. Detrimental, one might say. Twitter is invented. Can you believe? 2006, Twitter is invented. Doesn't it feel like we were born with her? Irreplaceable by Beyonce is the number one song. Don't ask me to sing it, because I'm too good. Chicken noodle soup dance. Viral. Does anybody remember the chicken noodle soup? No? Okay, good. We're all the same age. Hashtag TBT was born. Wow. T I mean, TBT to TBT, you know? Uh, the Duke lacrosse team scandal. We know it. We don't love it, but we know it, you know? Steve Irwin died of a stingray fucking snap. Do you remember that? Honestly, iconic way to die. I would. I would take. Pluto got kicked off being a planet. 
Sad. We had nine. Now we have eight. Can you believe that? I can't. William Shatner auctioned off his kidney stone for $25,000. King. Absolute king. And Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest was number one in the box office. So are we feeling like we're in 2006? And if you're wondering, where are we in 2006? Why, we are in Plainfield, Illinois. And who are we in 2006? We are the one, the only, Joel Kim Booster, everyone! Oh, hello. Joel. I am so excited to be here. Oh my God. I'm relaxing. I'm having a cocktail. I got to be on every podcast that is a part of the Las Culturistas extended universe. Mm -hmm. Um, I and mean, singing we, is we, a big I, part of that. Singing, singing is a huge gratuitously part. Yes. is a big part of that. Yeah, there, um, at least there needs, I can't see, I have one drop of alcohol. I'm like, there at least needs to be one, and I can't talk. <laughs> and we'll see how this goes. There does need to at least be one belt yeah. when you're in the LCU. Mm -hmm, absolutely. We did that on urgent care, too. And um, it is important that we acknowledge you. that we are all a part of the LCU. Is that there are other people a part of the LCU fan club here? Yeah, we figured, yeah, we, we figured, figured. We figured as much. So, Joel, I'm so thrilled that you're joining me and my gorgeous guests tonight to talk about your high school experience. Yeah, I'm really pumped because I had three very distinct high school experiences, and I feel like people know a good amount about, like, part of it, but not a lot about some of the other parts of it, like well, the early parts it. of it. Because I was still, when I w was a freshman in high school, I was still homeschooled. Wow. Um, yeah. So I had been homeschooled my entire life up to that point. And this was a big shift for me this year because it was the year that my parents decided to put me in online school instead mm. of doing it themselves. Yeah, okay, um, sure. And they were, I cannot stress this enough, terrible at homeschooling. Um, they were so, so bad. When I was a freshman in high school, it was the very first time with my online teacher that I ever wrote an essay. What? Um, I had never written an essay before. I had never done homework before. Yeah, I was going to say, when your parents are in charge, because like they don't want to give you homework because then they have homework. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's kind of like no homework. Well, and I should say both my parents worked. Both my parents were out of the house while we were being homeschooled. So how did they homeschool you? Uh, <laughs> so it was sort of a do-whatever um, situation. And luckily, I love to read. So I would spend most of the day reading. And sometimes that meant reading like the textbook that they had given me. Like I read, I sat down and read my eighth grade American history textbook like a book. Oh my God. I just like every day would like open it up and read like a hundred pages of it or something like that. So you were and a good student. Kind of, because then I would turn to math and I would just get all the answers from the back of the book. Classic. Um, and no one ever asked me to check my work. Um, <laughs> to show my work rather. And so like by the time, again, by the time I got to online school freshman year, I was like, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. Right. Um, and so that year was really like about me catching up. Like I remember sending in my first essay to the online teacher and the online teacher coming back and saying, this isn't right. Um, the something is off. Um, and teaching me in that moment. And luckily I think because I was such a big reader, like it, it did end up coming naturally to me. Like I got really good at writing essays like in that uh, over the course of that year. But man, it was like so scary and so disorienting to like have adults confirm what you always knew, which was your parents were bad at this. Um, <laughs> and it actually, it, like it literally, I, I can't believe no one was called. Like it felt when I got to the online school 
it felt like everything that had happened up to that point was illegal. Uh, like, sure. Well, were you homeschooled literally from kindergarten? From the jump. Yeah. Oh from the jump. Oh my God. Yeah. How did you make friends? Um, I didn't. Wondered, okay. Because <laughs> okay, I wonder, I said like extracurriculars. Was it like sports well, at church? Yeah. Church was a big part of that. Um, I made a lot of friends through youth group at church. And then I met a lot of other homeschooled kids through church too. And so I was a part of like a bowling, a homeschooled bowling league. Um, <laughs> Which is so sexy. Um, and famously, you know, I was a, a big in the Bible quizzing circuit. Yes, and, huge, huge. Um, was doing all of those. An all star in the Bible quizzing. All star in the Bible, nationally ranked. Um, and it was, it was huge. And like, Part of the Bible quizzing circuit was also like, um, if you ever did speech and debate, there is like an inter, like, um, there's like a national sort of organization that does that, but for churches. Um, and so I was like doing church speech and debate. Would which you is like, like debate things in not, the Bible? Not, 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 um, not debate, but like speech and debate in the Midwest sense, which is like, um, dramatic duo interpretation where you do like two person scenes or like From the dramatic Bible. monologues. Bible. Uh, adjacent. adjacent we were very we were very like strict like you had to do costume period bible scenes wow but other like more progressive bad churches would let them do <laughs> would let them do basically what amounted to like dare skits basically about like not having sex um and those were the ones that would really take it at nationals i, I was on like a puppet team um, this is like some might say this is your acting training. Yeah, like, really, it was. Sure, you it's college, where it all this started. Is kind of where it all started. Yeah, You're classically it, trained. It's where it all started. There was like writing. Like I, I remember I like was in the poetry competition in this organization too. Wow. And all of the it would all culminate in like a big week long thing in New York at this Bible camp called Word of Life in Shroon Lake, New York. And it was like I just remember every year I would go to this Bible camp and throw all of my secular CDs into the fire and be like, I'm never buying Avril Lavigne again. Um, and then of course would, would cave immediately. When and then go and buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Burning CDs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It was a big thing. Like you could take anything you were ashamed of owning because it was bad and throw it in the bonfire at the end of the week. Um, oh my God. so it was mostly CDs, um, and some books <laughs> and, and, and like girls would throw in like, spaghetti string tops you know sure like, like a yeah. tube top like something yeah, scandalous yeah, 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 exactly. like a little slutty yeah. wow okay so now we're in online school our freshman year yeah. and then when did we take the plunge into going to real life so, live action high school there was a bit of an intermediary like experience sophomore year so i've been begging my parents to go to school for as long as i can remember because i am this way you know um and it was like really hard for me to keep my light under a basket or mm -hmm. whatever the saying goes and so i just like light desperately yeah i like that it's i think it's a it's a bible thing yeah um <laughs> but like i really just wanted to like make friends. I wanted to do drama. I did a lot of like plays through the library and that was like my passion. And I, I remember I like desperately wanted to go someplace where I could do that. And so the, the, the concession was they sent me to Ridgewood Baptist Academy, which was a school, a, a K through high school, um, private school run, um, by, and a lot of kids from my church went to this school, but it was basically, it was very small. Like my sophomore class was 23 kids. Whoa. Um, so there was probably like just shy of a hundred kids in the high school wow. in general. Um, you and it, fuck the whole high school. Yeah, tr truly, truly. And some of them did, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really strange. And like, 
Um, there were like, there was one history teacher who taught every grade's history. There was one science teacher that taught every very, grade's like, science. Very like schoolhouse vibes. Yeah, very schoolhouse. One math teacher. And, but, and like half of them not accredited to teach high school. Um, <laughs> just like the Spanish teacher was just a, uh, a Spanish speaking lady at the church. Um, the, the guy who taught all the science classes, Again, not accredited, to, like not trained to teach. He was a lab technician at a hospital before <laughs> becoming the sole science teacher. And luckily for him, like there wasn't a lot of hard science going on at that school. I was going to um, say, was it very like creation? Yeah, very creation based yeah. and very like, why aren't dinosaurs in the Bible? That was like a big part of yeah. my science education. <laughs> um, was like, why aren't there dinosaurs in the Bible? Where are they? And it turns out there are. Um, in the Bible? You just got to know where to look. Yeah. Wow, uh, my God. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was a lot of that. Um, and so like I was, I didn't feel like I was getting like an amazing education, but it was like a good like step stepping stone towards like real school because like it was the first time I, you know, was doing homework. Right. It was like, I played basketball. On the okay. Basketball what position? Team. I was a forward power forward. Um, and I love basketball. I, yeah, to this so day, fun. I do. And, like, you don't grow up in Chicago in the mid-90s and not love basketball. Like, it was, like, the thing to love. And I loved it. Um, terrible. I was on the JV team, obviously. Um, and it was humiliating every single game. Um, I scored three points in that season. And it... Because, like, my my strategy was receive the ball, panic, pass the ball immediately. Mm. Yes. And one game... It was an away game... And the only people on our like who were watching the game was like the the varsity team and the cheerleaders were watching. Mm. And like, by the way, our cheerleaders in culottes. No, yeah. they in cheered culottes. in culottes. Cheered in culottes. You Does guys. anyone know what a culotte is? Yeah. No, you don't, two don't know what a culotte it. is. A culotte is essentially a capri pant that bells out to look like a skirt. Yeah. Okay, so there are like skirt pants that are like. Also, our um, volleyball, our female bo- volleyball players also had to wear culottes. No! Yeah. You can't play yeah. volleyball in a culotte. Yeah, watching a bunch of women play volleyball in a, what amounts to a dress is. That's insane. Really thrilling, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, um, I got the ball and I panicked and I did something insane. I shot the ball. Um, and, and I, and it, and it made it and everyone, this is so far in the season at this point that everyone from our, my school who was in the stands and my team just started like flipping out and we're like, Oh my God. <laughs> and like the other team was like, what? It's the middle of the second quarter. Like, <laughs> is, is this, is he like a special needs kid on the, t- on the team? Like what's happening? Like, what are we witnessing? Um, and it was, it was true. I will never forget that moment in my entire life. It was like such a a great moment. Um, yeah. And so I did that. We did, they did musicals. Like I, we did music man my sophomore year. And And you booked. I I was, I booked, I was Tommy Gillis. Um, I was the young ingenue. Yeah. Absolutely. and that was a really good experience. And what was and the production like? What was the production value? Like it was pretty. School? It was pretty good. I would say it was pretty good. I would say it was comparable to the like the the productions that I would do at my public high school later on. Okay. Um, and it was, but and also there were no dances, obviously, but mm. there were formal dinners mm-hmm. that they would host. Wait, you wouldn't have school dances, but you would have a formal dinner. Yeah. Why would they? They they wouldn't let you have school dances because they didn't want people getting horny. Yeah, basically. Because um, they didn't want you to bump and grind. Yeah, they didn't want us to bump and grind. There was prom but again prom was a dinner um, no yeah. when they would have you at dinner like what was the dinner like and where was it and what was it the was food? in sort of um the cafeteria which was also sort of a wide hallway that uh between <laughs> classes and 
you would sit next to your date and you would hear a sermon and then you'd eat and then like maybe someone would like do a song or something um and you'd get dressed up and you'd have like the corsages and it was like meant it was like you it was like walking up to the line of like being normal and yes. then being like but no like, sure <laughs> i mean that sermon hits. Yeah, the sermon really always hit. And the sermon was always about abstinence. It was always like, as though it weren't clear enough that they did not want us fucking, it was like, please, God, like, do not fuck tonight. Um, was anyone fucking at the school? People um, were get, receiving blowjobs. Okay. Um, from, like, a few select people, but we all knew about it, and we all shamed them, and we all shunned them. That's um, good. That's good. And it was... Yeah, yeah. I um, agree with that behavior. Yeah. It was crazy, though. Like, literally, girls would have to show up earlier to school than the boys because they had to go through this rigorous dress check where they had to kneel on the floor. And if their skirts didn't have, like, go on the floor, like, a hand length on the floor, they were sent home. Or they were dressed up in these humiliating dresses for the rest of the day where they, like, it was meant they would, like, smear makeup on their faces, like, do whatever they could to humiliate these girls um, for showing up to school wearing, like, uh, an Abercrombie khaki skirt, you know? Um, I would have been in a bad dress with, like, drippy clown makeup shunned if day. I went to your school <laughs> every day. No one would have talked to me. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty dark. Um, wow. And, like, That's really there was intense. a dress code for the boys, too, but, like, we didn't, we never were, like, as long as our shit was tucked in, like, nobody cared. So it wasn't, like, jacket and tie. No, no. Wow, no. I love that. Boys, just tucking your shirt. Yeah. Girls, if it's not a hand length draping on the ground, we'll smudge makeup all over your face and make you wear a bad dress. Yeah. That's so crazy. Or you could go home. Or um, you could, I would have gone gone home. Yeah, but then like, you know. Then you get in trouble. You get in trouble. Yeah. Oh um, my God. So it okay. was pretty dark. It was pretty dark. So how long were you at the spooky school I was house? at the spooky schoolhouse. <laughs> I was there for one year. I was there sophomore for sophomore year. year. And then like the first two weeks of junior year. And then like really like it was when we started talking about like there was no ACT prep or any or SAT prep or anything going on at the school. And I remember talking to the kids in the grades above me about like what scores they got. And y'all, they were low. Um, <laughs> And I sort of had this moment where I was like, oh, I want to go to college right. someday and I don't want to go to a Bible college. Um, so I need to get out of here. Um, and I just like I just started working at the Cold Stone Creamery, a.k.a. the Underground Railroad for gay teens. Um, <laughs> and I, I had like over the summer that happened over the summer. And like, I had met a bunch of kids who went to the, my public high school and were in like the drama program and I became friends with them. And so I like, cause you really, were chopping up their cream. Yeah. 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 And I really wanted to go to right, like school and my parents, we were not rich by any means or even really middle-class. And so we like, when I finally was like, can I please just go to public school? I think they were so worn down from all the years of me asking. Mm. And then also that year of financial hardship that they went through to send me to this private school that they were like, yeah, fine, go. Yeah. So junior year, I finally entered public school for the first time. Wow. Yeah. A round of applause for that. Yeah. It's really okay. easy. They let anyone in. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So now, not only are you coming from like having never gone to school your whole yeah. entire life to then going to a terror school and then being put like shot out into the universe of public school. Yeah. What like 
I don't know, because I feel like we are constantly working on our identities or like building up to that as we go through like our childhood and our preteens. And then we're a teenager. We're kind of like feeling our oats a little bit, maybe. So when you got to public school, like what was your style? What was your vibe? Like what was your like what was your identity? Were you like still religious and like Bible fearing, if you will, or what was what was going on? Yeah, so it was a slow transition. Not really. No. Okay. So <laughs> style wise. Um, so I lived somewhere in between Zoomies and PacSun mm. at the mall. Um, that was like stylistically, I was very Avril. Like I was yeah. known to wear a tie with a t-shirt. I love um, that. A, and I think that's a classic look. Yeah. No, I think so too. I would still rock that today if it were acceptable. Um, a lot of like sweater vests over t-shirts, a lot yes. of like thrift store clothes. Hats. Um, I was not a big hat guy. Uh, I I did try the, the like golfer's cap, sure. um, but backwards, you know, Love. like, like I'm Samuel L. Jackson or yes, something. The um, yeah. The Congo. Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't last though. Um, but like, and just like gigantic jeans. Just like jeans, like Jenkos, like, like yeah, Jenko adjacent, like yeah. Usually, most of them from Paxton were like they were huge. You could fit like two bodies in just one leg, <laughs> and then always, 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 the backs of all of our jeans were like ripped yep. and like worn from out because from the converse, yeah, yep. um, just like rubbing up against it constantly. Uh, my love language are yeah. those pants. So. So like, I got to public school and I was like, okay, I'm here to do theater. And that's mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm not going to be swayed by the secular world. Um, <laughs> and within a month, I was going to say, how long? <laughs> within a month, I had um, smoked weed for the first time, drank for the first time, come out of the closet. Oh my god! Sucked a dick for the first time. Oh! Um, Literally every every fear my parents had about sending me to public school came, came true, true in September. Um, like, in, like I was. You cannot keep a child under that like lock and key. No. Like it's like a pressure keg. No. And so as soon as I had any freedom at all, I just went fucking nuts um, and tried it all. You know. Um, and what was your favorite thing? I mean. <laughs> Weed, probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> followed closely by sucking dick, but um, and and getting my dick sick, but um, but like, yeah, the sex stuff was was huge for me. I remember hooking up with my high school, my first high school boyfriend, while uh, Real World Road Rules Challenge was playing on the TV. Yes, and I can trace back my body dysmorphia to that moment. Um, <laughs> Like <laughs> just seeing people like yeah. swinging on ropes yeah. into mud pits. Exactly. Like TJ Lavin. Just yes. like <laughs> that's a deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It oh, was, it was, I God. lived and breathed by the challenge. Um, was it, so you had, so then you had a boyfriend in high school. I did. I did. And yeah. was it a fellow high school student or was yes. it someone outside the school? It was the third gay kid at my high school. Who um, was the second? This, the, well, I was the second. Oh, okay. Um, the first was Kevin Gavillay. Mm. Well, I guess technically the first was Ryan Lilly, but then he went back in the closet. So okay. he, we don't count him. Um, okay. <laughs> um so Kevin Gavillay was the first and I remember this Kevin Gavillay actually got me kicked out of my youth group because I was friends with Kevin Gavillay. This was before I was out, before I came to school, before I left the church. And I remember getting called into the um, like youth leaders office and they were saying like, hey, like we see from your Zanga 
<laughs> that you've been hanging out with a homosexual kid and like we don't think you should be hanging out with this kid and it was like mostly because i think they all knew i was gay like they all knew i was like fighting the demon right. um myself and so they were like we oh no 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 you cannot like i think if there were anybody else they would have been like yes bring him to church like let's see like like you know welcome him but with me they were like no 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 please um i can't believe they went through your zanga yeah they like well it was like no there were snitches in the youth group okay like, friends obviously there are yeah yeah always snitches in the youth group and are so, you in a youth group if there aren't snitches you no know, exactly <laughs> that's the real question um and so like people were like oh he's hanging out with this kid and like that's bad and so I remember being, they were like, you can stop hanging out with him. And until you do, you can't come and be a part of youth group. And I was like, peace. Um, <laughs> I knew I saw the writing on the wall. And so I, w- I remember I like got back out. Uh, my dad picked me up and I was like, I don't think I can go to this church anymore. Um, and so I, yeah, I left that and then came back to school. And then like a couple weeks later came out of the closet to Kristen Roeder in three B lunch. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. And was she good? She was great. Um, she was literally like, we were talking around it for so long and lunch was ending. And she was like, Joel, I have to go to class. Just say it. <laughs> and- <laughs> And like single tear running down my face, I said I was gay for the first time. And she was like, you are. And then got up. <laughs> um, and she was and she was incredibly supportive. She was like my first hag for sure. Okay. Like, uh, And we never forget the first no, hag. No, never, 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 never. Um, she was amazing. And she was like, she really like shepherded, like was my Sherpa coming out of the closet. And like getting to that school too. Like yeah. it was, there's a lot, there's a huge learning curve. And then I remember Mike Siller, my first boyfriend, DM'd, um, I guess, yeah, I am. I am. I am. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is it true you came out? And I was like, yeah. And then he was like, hmm. And then the next day he came out. Wow. <laughs> uh, so you kind of started... I you, started the trend. You started yeah. a trend of everyone yeah. coming Absolutely. out. Absolutely. And then Esteban Vega came out and then, yeah. Um, so you were kind of a pioneer of I was. I mean, and the thing is, is a lot of people said that. And you know who didn't like that? Kevin Gavillet. Oh, <laughs> and then Kevin Gavillet went back in the yeah. closet. <laughs> no, Kevin Gavillet and I's friendship just dissolved oh, after sure. um, we, I came out, too. Because so. not everyone can be on top. Only exactly. one can be on top. <laughs> and in fact, that is exactly that true. Is true. Um, uh, yeah, and that's a lesson we learn. Later Sometimes you can life. get two in there um, <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. Um, so now we're in full on in public high school. Yeah, and we're doing well in school. We're getting good grades. Um, yes and no. Um, so again, like going to the like weird private school in between was not like amazing mm-hmm. for catching me up to where I needed to be because right. obviously like no like I think two of the teachers were actually went to school to be teachers right um and so like I still came in at sort of a deficit mm-hmm. but I was I like placed into like two AP classes wow. um like history and English were that that and then I was also in pre-calc for some reason um which was such a scam I don't know how I got into that class I did not belong there at all um and I you know cheated my way through it mostly um and then ended up in calculus the next year which was what a mistake um yeah I was like failing 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 hard 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 and every white girl in that class every time we had to pair up would pair up with me and I'd be like sorry this is a bait and switch um (laughs) I know what you're thinking and I cannot help you, Kelly. Okay. Um, I was, so, I was 
so, so bad at math. Yeah. I was so bad at math to the point that every single year, my math teacher would send a note home that I would intercept um, being like, is she okay? Yeah. Because I did not understand it at all. And I would cheat constantly. Yeah. And for people that didn't cheat, you guys are stupid yeah. because cheating is the easiest thing to do on planet earth. Watch. I'm going to cheat right now. This is me cheating. Do you see that? <laughs> Did you just see that? That was me cheating. Like, what? Why would you not do that? But then, of yeah. course, when they're like, prove your work, and it would be like, two over seven equals whatever, no work in between. And I'd yeah. be like, I'd be like, I just erased it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just erased I how I got head, there. Yeah. yeah, I did it in my head. I'm a head. fucking genius. Um, <laughs> But no, it was like hard. I never to, I mean, it didn't, it took until probably my junior year of college where I really mastered the art of doing homework and studying for tests. Cause again, didn't take a test until I was a freshman in high school. Oh my God. Um, like never took a test in my entire life until freshman year. And so I was, it's a skill that you learn how to do over the course of your life. And so like, I was so bad at taking tests and so bad at doing homework. And like, I did not know how to study. I did not know how to take notes properly. Like I didn't know what information was like needed, but like, again, I could read and communicate and write really right. well. And that's sort of what carried me through the rest of high school. And then I got really good uh, scores on the ACT too. And wow. so that was what like, what was your score? Um, I got a 30. Um, and oh my God. Incredible. That scored out of 36 y'all. 36. That scored out of 36. And it's only because I got almost perfect on reading and, and very well on writing and then got like 19 in math and like 20 on science. Um, well, so it was like, I don't know how the math worked out, but it was, it was bad. Well, I iconically fell asleep during the SAT. Only got the, <laughs> only got the points for writing my name and then had to switch and do the ACT. First time I took it, I got like a 20, I think. And then the second time I was like, I think I need to be high when I do this. Cause Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a terrible test taker. It's just not for me. And my, my mom packed me um, two Red Bulls and four hard-boiled eggs <laughs> to, like, keep me awake and, like, satiated during this test. So I, like, went to this test, like, stoned out of my mind and, like, also chugging Red Bull. I was, like, cross-faded, basically, <laughs> taking this test. And then when it was time for the break, I just had, like, stinky eggs. <laughs> Um, but I got a 26 that time. That's so amazing. I was kind of like, okay, you know, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Enough to get me into Still, university of Arizona. Yeah. Um, <laughs> incredibly relevant to what we do today as well. Um, yeah. So when you like look back on your high school experience, which by the way, there's 9 million other things to talk about within this that I wish we had time for, yeah. you know, but like, what is, one story that just like sticks out to you as being so quintessential to your high school, high school Joel, like hmm. something where you're like, Whoa, that was a time. That was a place. That was me. That was then this is now you want to trust me, but you don't know how, you know, I, I think it was, um, I can't remember exactly where I placed this on the timeline of me and Mike Siller dating. Mm. But I remember being at Cold Stone and this was after I had, we were doing our fall play. What was I got uh, up the down staircase. I got, this what was I, like a theater school. No, <laughs> it was bad. It was like, all bad. <laughs> it was just better than what I was doing before. before. Yeah. Um, but like, 
I had just, I had gotten what was basically the male lead in this play, the male love interest anyways. And Mike did not. And Mike had gotten like a part that actually I think is technically better. It's more interesting in the play, but whatever. It was like an old, the principal. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was at Cold Stone and he was working alongside me or whatever. And I, the cus- I was talking to a customer and I was like, yeah, I just auditioned for my first play and I got the lead. Isn't that crazy? And I was like telling everyone cause I was so excited mm-hmm. and he was supposed to drive me home. I think this was before we were dating and he was like, I can't drive you home anymore. And I was like, why? And he was like, I think it was really um, awful what you were doing, like bragging about getting this part when you know, that's the part I wanted. <gasps> um, and so then he had everyone shun me. Um, oh, the shunning in this in town. This cast. Um, and so like, and I remember like, yeah, it was like, uh, it was a real wake up call for me. Cause I, I went into school thinking like, I'm a a gregarious, like, social person. Like, I know what's what. And then, like, this was a moment. Like, there were so many moments in high school, public school especially for me, where I was like, oh, yeah, I was a shut-in for the first 14 years of my life, basically. Like, I didn't, like, there were still, like, most of what I learned about being a social person, I got from watching television. Right. You know? And so, there was just a lot of gaps in my education, both academically and socially. And so like, there were just like moments like that where I was like, Oh, I didn't even think about like anybody else's feelings. And like, I don't necessarily think I was in the wrong in that. I think he was being sort of an asshole. But, uh, like, 100% you're yeah. not in the wrong. I would just like, but, to like say Mike was j- in the wrong there. I was constantly like, I didn't know that like friends talk shit about friends, um, behind their backs. Like, and so I would just like constantly be like, Emily's mad at you because she said she's so annoyed that you're always late. Um, <laughs> And like, I didn't get, I didn't get that. Like sometimes when you talk shit and vent about your friends, like it's necessary. (laughs) Like, and it's, I was so naive about that. And I was so like rocked to my core when I found out like people did that. And I was like, are they doing that to me too? And they were like, Mm. everyone was like, yeah. Um, Yeah. Because when you were watching, when you were watching like movies and TV as it pertains to like high school and culture, what were you watching? Were you allowed to watch like 90210 or whatever. No, I mean, it was a lot of Saved by the Bell. Did not watch the OC. I would sneak in like Dawson's Creek. Um, and like, but obviously wasn't allowed to watch that. Um, but any of the high school shows from that moment, Seventh Heaven was a big one for me. Well, Seventh Uh, Heaven was a little Christian. Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, dark now. Yeah, dark now. We we dark now. We can't return to it. Um, but it gave us Jessica Biel, so I'm thankful for that. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was a, it was a real learning curve. And it wasn't until like my senior year when I moved out of my house and was going to school and living, um, with my friend Sarah that I like really sort of like came into my own because it was like, I was going to school my entire junior year and I was a completely different person than who I was at home. You know, like I was like, so like, because you were out in school, but you were, I was out not at out home. at home. Yeah. And so I, and then when my parents found out I was gay because they read my journal, watched my Comedy Central special, it's all there. Um, I moved in with my, um, well, actually, so my parents, the dark version of the story is, so I, you know, I'm bipolar and that was definitely like prevalent in my teenage years too. And we just didn't know because my parents were very anti-science and very like, they would send me to like Christian counselors who would like pray over me and shit like that, but no one real. And like, would they speak in tongues? No, we were not Pentecostal like that. Mm. We thought those people were going to hell. Um, But like, I, 
I, when my parent, when I came home from school and my mom said, we read your journal, we know you're gay. I like had a full like meltdown to the point that they institutionalized me, um, in a mental hospital for, for teens that were like addicted to heroin or tried to kill themselves. Um, and so I was in this place for a week, disappeared off the face of the earth. My friends would call the house. My dad would be like, we don't know when he's coming back. Um, and so like, of course, everyone in school is like talking about this. I was also the voice of the announcements that year. So someone, someone was missing, yeah. honey. Someone was missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. So I got, when I finally got back to school, I immediately got out of there and then moved out of my house and was like couch hopping. I slept in my car. I did like a lot of different things. And like everyone knew where I was that I was going through this. And this girl that I had one class with, we sat next to each other in choir. Um, she was a jock. She was very popular as far as there wasn't really like, that was the other thing that shocked me about high school. There wasn't like the cool kids and the losers, freaks and losers. It was all very like mixed up into each other. Well, this was a classic senior superlatives question that I forgot to ask you was, was it clicky? No, it wasn't super clicky, but in some far as there was popular kids, she was definitely a part of that because she was like a a super successful jock. And she was like, Hey, like, (laughs) I know that you're going through something. If you ever need a place to stay, you can come and stay with me. She was just saying it to be nice, but then it was getting colder. So I showed up at her house and I was like, Hey, can I stay there? Can I stay with you? Make good on your promise. And her parents, her dad's a paraplegic. She has two younger brothers and like she, her mom was like, you, Sarah, you can't just invite strange boys to come and stay with us. Like there's a lot going on in this house already, (laughs) but they're like, he can stay for the night. And so I like stayed up all night talking to her mom and then like woke up the next day and they're like, Hey, come back for dinner. And the long story short of it is, is that I ended up staying there for the rest of my senior year and they co-signed on my, my student loans they bought me a car for graduation. Um, it's like we're on an episode of Ellen right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But yeah, the they were great. They're crying. The crowd is clapping. <laughs> Um, and they, and it was that, that year was like, that year saved my life because it really was like, I could come home and like, I could talk to her mom about like going on dates with guys and like guys that I was interested in. And like my whole entire full life, I could like finally live both way, like my one way, both places. And like, and Sarah is still my best friend to this day. Um, We love Sarah. We love Sarah. She's an icon. Um, and yeah. Um, Sarah might be actually the original hag. Well, she, like she supplanted Kristen for sure. Um, <laughs> but Kristen will always hold the title of OG. Um, but yeah, we were, we, it was like, it was really like special, our relationship because like we literally started living together and barely knew each other. Um, and by the end of the year, we were like so close. I drove her across state lines to go on a date with a guy from Wisconsin at an <laughs> Olive Garden um, <laughs> that she met on MySpace, who was her second cousin. Um <laughs> So we were close. Um, actually, I don't know if second cousin, but they were They're a little related. bit related. They were a little bit related. Yeah, of course. Um, Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. 
Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Of course. Oh my God! Is that a knock I hear on the door? We're in post. We're yeah, we're in post. Um, it sounds like this. Oh my God! We're we're in the high school guidance counselor's office. Oh all of God. a sudden, I've we've been, been transported there. Do you like my cool drum set? Yeah. <laughs> um, in this segment of the show, you know. I'm your high school guidance counselor, and we like to use this time to kind of, to kind of um, resolve an issue of the past. If yeah. something that's been bothering you since high school, if you want to say fuck you to someone, if you want to apologize to someone, we like to just work through the trauma here. And the amazing thing about my therapy is once we talk about it on this podcast, it goes away forever. You're Good. healed. <laughs> You're healed. I um, yeah, I don't have. I'm not living with a ton of trauma. I've like processed a lot of my trauma from high school. I will say also my guidance counselor mrs thompson icon incredible it she we made love it. to hear that because i'm famously the best high school guidance counselor <laughs> in the country <laughs> you would be a psychotic guidance counselor no. if i walked into my office as a fucking high school student and you were my guidance counselor like it would smoking be a cigarette insane. being like so did you fuck him yeah <laughs> <laughs> but she was great like the year that i was not living with my parents like it could have been so complicated like because like all the things that your parents have to sign to like approve you going on trips or like getting called in sick like she like basically was like don't call the school call me and i'll make it right wow Um, and so like she like yeah she facilitated making it sure that i was able to like live with a different family um so she was amazing i hope she's out there still i hope she's alive um check in on her um i'll find her on facebook later um but yeah i guess like my one thing that like still really like i think about it a lot is this one i was sitting at lunch because like there's this trope that like gay men in high school especially like were protected and supported by women and like that was largely my experience like the girls really did like sort of like rally around me but i remember there's this one girl Normal girl, Heather Kay. Um, and like all of her girlfriends obsessed with me, loved me, Wait, sat at lunch with me. Never really quickly, was it Heather Kay or was, were there multiple Heathers or was it Heather Kay? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, no, no. I just don't want to dox her. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll bleep it. We'll bleep I, it in post. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I do like it when there are multiples in the grade and people are like, well, I went to yeah, Sarah yeah. B's house exactly. and after Sarah B, exactly. Sarah F yeah. came over and then there was Sarah, Sarah C. C. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of Kelsey's. Yeah. Um, um, in 2006. Um, but no, this girl, I remember sitting at lunch and we were like getting ready to like go to class or something. And I was being annoying. I'm sure I was being annoying, but she was like, you're acting like a real faggot. Um, <gasps> no, yeah. she did not. The first and only, oh, no, the first, not the only woman who's ever called me a faggot. Um, but it was like so deeply shocking and so jarring because it really shattered that idea that I had as a high school student that like all girls are allies, you know, girls are allies to me as a, a, like uh, a little gay kid. And then Heather Kratz like shattered that wide open. And I was like, girls are not allies. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not all women. Um, Yeah. 
dropping uh, yeah. f-bombs yeah. at the table and um yeah i've never can I, i've like tried to like track her down um <laughs> so i can confront her with my success but um <laughs> it hasn't happened yet um yeah, it was pretty crazy. Wow. Well, now I, now we've confronted her. I'm going to make sure that this podcast gets to Heather K. <laughs> okay. And that I and only this chunk of it. So yeah. Heather K doesn't get to hear I anything. I think else she probably chunk. still lives in my hometown. Like everyone that I, was cool that stayed in my hometown is now like deeply like sad and mm-hmm. trumpy and like Christian mm-hmm. weirdly. Mm-hmm. Um and it was like I like stole vodka from the Jewel Osco with you. You can't like be a family person. Now, right. Right. You know? um, well, that's how it always is yeah. when like you have, we all have a evil little person in our life from high school. And then it's like, no, now you don't get to be that, that like righteous person. Yeah. Cause I know you're a little fucking shit. Yeah. Not that I harbor any resentments toward anyone. I went to high school with personally. I will just say this. My number has not changed. It will soon. But it hasn't yet, and you can always text me with an apology. Um, <laughs> I I have to say though, like, so my ten year reunion was a couple years ago. Did you go? I did not go, but <laughs> it did. The it, it all took place on Facebook. There was like a three hundred and seventy eight long thread uh, underneath the event for the reunion because. Um, someone jokingly, I like commented on, I was like, Oh, you know, I hope I can come. And someone that I went to high school with jokingly at the time was like, Oh, like, aren't you too famous to come to the reunion? And, and like, she was being friendly not like she wasn't being shitty about it. And I was like, haha, you know, of course not blah, blah, blah. Um, and then someone commented underneath, I don't think he's that famous. (laughs) (laughs) And then that kicked off. A, a huge debate that then spiraled away from me. At one point, someone humiliated me by defending me by saying, haven't you seen all the blogs and papers he's been featured in? Uh, and I was like, oh, honey, don't bring the, bring the blogs, blogs into this. Into this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then it like, and then it, it was a girl, this girl, Alicia was the one who said, I don't think he's that famous. And then she ended up like having to apologize to me. And I was like, I don't need this. And then like another girl came in and was like, I didn't stand up for Alicia when I should have in high school. So I'm standing up for her now. Oh, no. I, don't, I don't think she knew that Joel was that famous. No. And it was like, it was truly so long. And it was the, I like, I didn't end up going to the reunion. I couldn't, but like, that was better than any. But that's when you know you've made it. When your classmates are debating how famous you are, that's when you've made it. I will. You're just going to let that simmer. You're going to watch from afar. Yeah. Take screenshots, post it all on Twitter. All Uh, on Twitter. Oh my God. Um, did you go to your prom? I did. Yeah. What did you wear? And who was your date? Um, I wore a black suit with a pink tie that matched, um, my date, Anna's dress, um, pink dress, pink dress. Mm. And I was dating this guy, Zach at the time who went to a different school. And then when we found out that our prom was on the same night, we broke up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Cause it was just like, Oh wait, we're only doing this. So we have a gay date to our prom and neither one of us, neither one of us wanted to go to the other person's prom. And we're like, Okay, let's throw in the towel. Um, oh my god! Did you drink at prom? I did. I drank an entire, almost an entire handle of Bacardi Green Apple. Oh, yummy! Yeah, in the hot tub, Ooh. and then threw up all over it. Woke up the next morning. Her dad was hosing off the driveway oh. of my puke. Um, and then to make matters worse, um, 
we put a lot of the alcohol in plain water bottles and then somebody just set them next to the sink and their family would pour and like half drink water bottles in the dog's dish. So we're driving back from the dunes the day after prom, which was like our big thing. And her mom was like, yeah, I thought that Charlie had dog vertigo. Um, And was really nervous. But then Charlie licked my face and I was like, why does Charlie's breath smell like vodka? Um, Yeah. And then, yeah, I had to apologize. But um, it wasn't just me, but I was to blame because I was the one who puked. You were the vomiter. God, like, isn't it so nice that we don't like vomit and pee ourselves in front of people anymore? I got to say, yeah. Um, I had an experience. This was like right after I graduated high school and I went to a house party that I heard my ex-boyfriend was going to be at. And it was just described to me as a house party. Okay. So I was nervous and I drank like a, a cup of Bacardi O of truly Bacardi O and diet orange crush. That was my drink of choice. Oh my God. Okay. And I go, I'm like wasted and I go to this party and I'm wearing light gray jeans. Of course. And we go to this party, pull up. It's literally five guys in a basement smoking weed. And I am so fucked up and I pee myself immediately upon entry. And my like light gray jeans become black because that's what happens when light gray gets wet. And this guy was just looking at me. He was like, are you peeing yourself right now? And I was like, what? No, no. I spilled a drink on me. And he was just like, everyone's sitting on the couch watching Family Guy or something. And was like, she's peeing herself. And they all just looked at me, fully pissed my pants. Then the guy whose house it was was really nice. Let me borrow his boxers and pants to wear home. So I woke up in the morning in like Tommy boxers and like Tommy baggy jeans. And um, needless to say, I never attended a single event with anyone from my high school since. Yeah. My my psychotic drink of choice in high school was uh, vanilla uh, Stoli and V8. Ooh, Joel. Um, Heart it was like it was like a bloody mary with a little bit of vanilla <laughs> i mean i also used to do a cranberry smirnoff and cranberry juice okay i love a double cran yeah a double cran that was deadly i did that for a while i also was missing a tooth in high school for- <laughs> <laughs> and i had a retainer that had the tooth on it that's for another day, but um, yeah, I, I really like lost my face on on cranberry Smirnoff and cranberry mm, juice. I love it. I love it too. If you could go back in time and give your high school self any advice, what would it be? Don't go to college. Oh, um, bold. I, I say, actually feel similarly. Yeah, I, I like certainly. I mean, if and then I, my younger self would probably be like, no, I want to go to college, and I would say, okay, don't take out private student loans. Then um, that was the big one because I that was like a fucking noose around my neck for most of my 20s and then yeah. even into my 30s like if i didn't do that one nbc show i would still be paying more in uh more in my loan payments than i was in rent yeah. um for most of my 20s and like yeah it was it was stupid to do that for a fucking theater and english double major yeah not smart and like it was a real bet on myself and it and it turned it worked out, fine. out it worked but out but i'll never forget but names. some may say the classical training that you yeah. have <laughs> But I'll never forget Nancy Askins at my college. Like all the seniors had to go into the financial office and like talk through how they were planning on paying off their loans. And she was, she looked at my debt 
And then she looked at my major and she was like, what were you thinking? She literally said that to me. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Um, yeah. And then, you know, it all turned out fine, but it was a struggle. And I often, you know, it's one of those things like, who knows where I'd be if I didn't go to college or I didn't go to that college or I didn't do the loans or whatever. But like a bigger part of me is like, God, it would have been nice if I could have survived when I was starting out doing stand up as like a dog walker sure. or something, you know, like mm -hmm. I could, like I had just had to work so much that I yeah. was like, I, I don't know. I was exhausted for my entire twenties. Yeah. And like, I wonder what it would have been like to be 25 and not chronically exhausted, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, yeah. But whatever. That's the first time anyone. My thirties ever... are my new twenties. <laughs> Now, I mean, I can't believe what a little, what a fun little episode show we've had. And I yeah, can't believe we're to my, to my final question, <laughs> which is, and it's okay if you didn't have them, but did you have senior superlatives? <sighs> we did. And this is a really sore subject for me um, because did I campaign? Yeah. Hell okay, yeah. Now, can you explain to me? Because my high school... At my high school, our quote unquote senior superlatives was actually whoever ran the yearbook being mean to all of us and, oh, like, wow. and like reading us. No, ours was so, voting. Yeah. So w when you campaign, like, do you literally need to be in the hallway of your high school being like, vote for me for best smile? Like, no, it that... was a little bit more like chill. It was a lot of like, so who are you voting for for most dramatic? <laughs> Um, and and were they traditional genres like most yeah, dramatic, best, best smile, dress, best, best smile, couple, class clown, yeah, class clown, best all couple, best never couple. ages well. No. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, I wanted best, most dramatic, um, really bad because I, um, because you were, I was, and like, uh, so I did speech and debate, um, in the public school as well, and we did, um, this my dramatic duo and I, they did it in assembly where, uh, unfortunately, and it was like humiliating for us. Every single person in the school had to come and watch us do our pieces from speech and debate no. at, at, during their free period. No, um, but it was a, a, a domestic violence play, um, <laughs> where I played an abuser. Um, and my part, my scene partner, Lindsay, um, she was like, really slap me, really slap me. Um, and so uh, I, <laughs> Slap yes, at the assembly. And Hard? I mean, like, she was like, do it for real. <laughs> and so I did it for real, and it was legendary. Like, people would come up, were coming up to me, just being like, that was badass and i was like no I, like you are you are you are uh, you are like connecting with the wrong character in the play um and, oh my god but i thought i thought i was a shoe in after sure. that after that i was like some i am say, i hate to make this joke but some might say that the original slap <laughs> but um no i lost to none other than Mike Siller. No! Yeah. 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 We're back to this fucking guy! I can't believe all roads lead yeah. back Full to Mike. Circle. Where is this guy? Where is He's this actually, guy? We, we have since like 
like had like I I went to like a bar crawl at his college in college and we like had a great time and he's lovely and I'm sure he's doing well. I think he's a choir teacher at the high school like in the town over from where the we rival grew. high yeah, school. Yeah, and he's married now. He's very happy. He's Gorgeous. like yeah, he's doing great. And he has he has a an amazing giant Greek dick. So oh! like, more he power to giant yeah. schlong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow. So you didn't end up getting a senior superlative is what you're trying to say. I did not. You got nothing. I got nothing. You campaigned hard. You don't even know how, do you know how many votes you got? No, I, but the thing is, is I went in thinking I got it because everyone I talked to told me they were voting for me. (gasps) Liars. Liar, liars. Yeah. Um, and that's when the brutal face of high school comes, mm -hmm. comes clean. Wow, Joel, thank you so much for joining me on yeah, this episode this of been, Senior Superlatives. Yeah, I, I rarely get to talk, especially about the first two years of my high school experience. So this has been. I mean, a I could talk fun. to you for truly. I'm so interested in excavating this part of our <laughs> life because I think that it's like so formative uh-huh. in ways that we only really acknowledge through a lot of intense therapy and light medication. Um, but. I could talk about it with you for hours. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, babe. And thank you, Moon Tower, for having us. <laughs> Joel, for for everyone in the crowd and for everyone listening at home or wherever they're listening, where can everyone find all of the very exciting things you're yeah. doing? Yeah. Um, I um so my movie Fire Island comes out June third. Yes. Uh, Look for the trailer at the end of April. I'm really excited for people to see it. I'm really, really proud of it. Um, on Hulu. On Hulu. Yeah, on Hulu. Um, and then um, Loot, a uh, show that I did with Maya Rudolph, comes out on Apple TV Plus on June 24th. Yes. Um, I'm really excited about that. Um, and um, I shot a special, and I don't think it will be announced by the time this comes out, but okay. that's also coming out in June. On- Some might say it's the summer of Joel. Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if I make it to the end of Pride Month, um, it'll be a goddamn miracle. Wow, yeah. Joel. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, and thank you so much for coming to my show. And thank you so much for listening to Senior Superlatives. As always, five stars, positive reviews. This is a free service, honey. So don't critique my <laughs> Stay cool. Never change. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.